Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Paul Craig here uh, in London, live in room service diaries. I want to see what the guys have got to say. You know that top vlog, Arnold Allen? Ah, he's actually pretty good guy. Good kid, he said nice things about you. Yeah. Morning Combat's one of these things, it's like a, it's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger now, it's like probably the best MMA combat sports podcast. Real and mushrooms as well. So an interview in the hotel room, it's a bit weird but the guys asked me to come into their room and I'm half expecting it to be get on your knees and suck ass. I've seen people complain about sitting in the train going backwards. It doesn't bother me. Let's uh, get down and let's see. I think they, they've, they've got a few. I think they're wanting to pull me over some calls. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's get going. I don't even need to do a proper intro, I guess, do I? I he, mean, He's already proving that he belongs He's already proven he belongs. Right? Uh, it's UFC light heavyweight Paul Craig from the great country of Scotland. <laughs> you, how are you, you Paul? You bear Jew motherfucker, bad. and that's yep. not anti-Semitic. How do you get away with that nickname? I know yeah, how'd you get away? Well, the first time I heard it, I'm like, well, this Jewish man from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Jewish men uh, from have Scotland. You, have, you, have you seen me my, my hair growing? So with my hair growing, I have... It was, a, it was like a big mane, almost. It's like a proper Jufro. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, I know. Like, So quite a lot of people have messaged me that and been like, um, how, how are you allowed to use this name? I'm like, because it's not really... I'm, I'm not really offending anybody with it, am I? And like, if you think about the film Inglorious Bastards, like, this guy's a hero. Yeah, he's murdering he's, Nazis. Aye, aye, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a guy. So um, I've not fought any Germans yet. And that, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's really negative, isn't it? Like, but um, I'll represent when I do. Oh shit! Star David on the trunks. Oh, we can't because of venom. Those motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, that's unless, also a little much. Unless you're allowed, <laughs> unless you're allowed um, the camel, yeah. the camel the just camo, just yes. have my shorts just star of David's everywhere. Uh, Paul, let's get it out of the way. Uh, your last fight didn't go your way. Last two fights. Let's 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 kick me when I'm down. Uh, sorry about that. The How Volcan you feeling? Ozdemir decision and right. then the Johnny Walker finish. I was the Ozdemir cheering. one was competitive though. I was pulling uh, for you, you know. So the, the Walker one just kind of got away from you, huh? Uh, so the, if we go back to the Ozdemir, what had happened was I, I was in a bit of a shitty spot with regards to I had moved gym. I was actually trying to do it all on my own. Like being a professional athlete, like I can do this all on my own. Like so, I was. All my camp was done in my friend's shed, who's got, he's built a purpose gym out his back, which is like Matty, and we were doing everything in there. I had training partners, still working with all the same guys, just not my coach, and it just didn't happen. And I didn't have somebody to tell me, stop fucking trying to pull guard, like, get off your back, and um, it just wasn't my night. But I, there was, when I watched the fight back, there was some elements where I'm like, right, there's some positives to take away from that. You lost the fight through the judge's eyes, you were beat, but you weren't actually 
absolutely smashed. It wasn't a point where I was like, ah, Paul, you're out your depth here. And then we go to Johnny Walker, leading into that fight camp. I've started working with a new team, guys at higher level Scotland, where Stevie Ray fought there, or fights out of there, um, who's fighting for the PFL million pound. Again, he was in sure. the final last year. I've got uh, Danny Henry, who's a UFC fighter. So there's loads of guys in that gym, good high level Scottish athletes. And um, same again, when you get hit with a train, everybody's got a plan till the guy standing in front of you smashes into your face with a big fist. But in my head, I had him beat everywhere. Jiu-Jitsu, I was like, I'm going to smash that. Striking, I'm going to beat that as well. Creepy dancing in the prep point? I don't think you could yeah, do that. Yeah, no, yeah. gyration of your crotch, you would lose that battle. Nah, definitely, man. He's, uh, so Johnny Walker actually stayed up in Scotland for a brief period of time. He stayed sure. up in Aberdeen, like right up the north of Scotland, and he just shagged his way through Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> like There must be about 30 kids up there that's his. Like, I'm probably starting rumours, but... He did stay up there, and uh, the rumours about the town was he was a bit of a bit of a boy. So yeah. I take my half to him, like yeah. So I take my half. Luke's brother in law is like that. He yeah. he visits and he God just bless him. Just <laughs> laying pipe, you know, everywhere. Just that's happens. what happens. Well, you hey, you got you got to, got to respect that. You got to respect that. You got to pay, pass on the genes. Well, I mean, I don't know. If I have to respect it as much as I can be <laughs> jealous of it. But uh. <laughs> all right, can we say if we settled first the two defeats you have? We, people say that we take defeats on pronouncing your name just because we're American pieces what's, of shit. When it? I see your name, I'm like, oh, Paul Craig. I like that guy. And people are like, why can't it's we say Craig. Paul Craig? What's wrong with have you? Have you heard um, John Anik saying it? Hey, like Craig. So I, so I actually I said to him, it was like, no, I was like, you need to roll the R because like the Scots roll the R's. The Scots and the they, Scots and then, and then Hispanic uh, yeah, language. That they roll it sounds the really like see when it comes to like Hispanic, it sounds really fancy. A French French roll the R's as well, like bonjour. Like it sounds really nice, but when Scottish do it, it's like bonjour. It sounds really aggressive. Like we're starting trying to start a fight. Um, so I, it's a very guttural language. So if you roll the R, John Anik, think John Anik. Paul Craig. So it's Paul Craig. 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 No, that's the back of the throat. Aye, aye, that's, that's like, you need oh. to clear that. You need to get, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Rolling, I'm not used to having It's like Chewbacca. <laughs> it's like, is that, that sound. Nah, that's good. Well, so Chewbacca Craig. is so loyal. Craig. So Craig. fucking loyal, right? Craig. Right, the, the question Paul is, Craig. The, the only real big export that Scotland's ever had of, so we've got like fighters and we've got whiskey and all this kind of stuff, but it's Sean Connery. You must have a Sean Connery accent. Who, me? Uh, both of you must have a Sean Connery accent. You must have watched James Bond have been like... Well, I definitely saw him in Entrapment with uh, Catherine Zeta through the... Oh, through yeah. The, She's you know, Welsh, right? She is Welsh, yeah. She's Welsh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so can I do a Sean Connery? I will tell you, the James Bond Sean Connery was obviously great. Uh, you've, have you seen the movie The Rock? Oh, it's brilliant. It's meant oh, to be like a saying. What's, what's the, the line he says? Uh, you're best. Yeah, you're best. And it's like... <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but it's like the, the, the prom. Winners cry about something, or the losers cry about something. Winners go home and fuck the prom, prom queen. queen. That's an absolutely oh, tremendous. That's a very manly like response. He, like, Sean is an absolute legend, man. What, uh, what is the, his rep in, in Scotland? Uh, he's he's a guy, man. He's like Elvis or something, aye, aye. right? He's like Johnny Walker, just just spraying. Just, 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 just plowing. Johnny Walker just yeah. plowing. Yeah. But, um, I, think his, I think as soon as he made a bit of money, he, just, he was like, I'm out of here, man. I'm, I'm away to Brazil as well. He's just... he's. Scotland's um, very harsh we'll say it's constantly grey there's a thing called like sad where it's like seasonal onset depression oh yeah I got because, that in the like, Connecticut winters they're killing me because uh, it's, we're pretty much the same it's like we have like five hours of sunlight at the moment so you're up in Scotland it's slightly better down here but it's like dark by about three o'clock in the afternoon you're like what are we going to do you might get what's pissed the, what's yeah. the best city in Scotland Edinburgh no not even close man it's Glasgow uh, listen you go to so Edinburgh is your capital city, but it's a very English city. 
when you compare it to Glasgow, which is a wee proper, yeah, proper it's yeah. proper. It was the knife, ca the knife crime crap capital of Europe. That was knife crime. I translated for knife, me. knife crime capital. of I Europe. was just gonna go through and be like, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's like for like six years in the trot, we had the the most knife crime in the whole of Europe. Yeah. Like I'm talking like there's places like you don't even talk about in Europe. And we still had the best knife crime. Like yeah, you guys right. were like Albania. I respect that. Albania, Romania. All these like, like war-torn countries in Scotland's like, nah, yeah. we, we fucking represent, yeah. man. <laughs> if somebody's needing stabbed, we're your guy. So Glasgow's not nice? You wouldn't, you wouldn't, it's, it's you definitely, wouldn't be like a tourist there? In the same year, it was named like the city of culture as well as the knife crime, knife crime capital. Yeah. So like to get both of them in the same year as yeah, that. That shows it's well Like we wear that as a badge. Like... But no, I, I love Scotland. That's why I've never, ever moved. I love going to America. I love all the places I've been. But there's something about people in Scotland. They kind of keep you... They keep you... See, if you think you're getting ahead of yourself and you think, oh, God, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit big time. They're like, hoi, still be like a fucking pish. That's Slap. the same thing Arnold Allen said about Suffolk and Ipswich the, on the shore. It's like, he's like, they'll never treat me like a celebrity there. I'm just he said no one in his hometown cares what he does at I know, all. That, but listen, it's exactly the same. You're just another guy to them. Um, and Wales is very, very much similar to uh, Scotland. Um, we're, we're a small nation and we've always been we've always been getting battles for England. England, yeah. England have come up so many times to try and battle Scotland. And, mm. and they back down, right? Right. All right, so in the, like, if I lined up a Welshman, an Irishman, a Scotsman, some bloke from the damn England, you'd be able to just look at them and know? Uh, you'd smell them. <laughs> no, is this racial profiling? Uh, is this definitely, I don't think it's racial. No, no, right. it's like, um, so for years, um, you, you can definitely, speaking-wise, you can definitely tell who's English. Yeah. Like, years are known who's the enemy. It's not. <laughs> But um, I so you know we're the only country as well. In the same breath, we're the only country that shot themselves in independence. They offered Scotland independence, and Scotland voted like fifty-one percent, saying, "Nah, you're all right. We don't need independence." <laughs> like, like we shot it. We shot the bed, man. So like, we're, we're trying to get the vote like we'll again. deal with our own misery. It's fine. Aye, aye. Yeah. We like, like, do you, do you want to be a free country? And they're like. Nah, we kind of like being ruled by uh, England. I'm, I'm happy with that. Like we actually shot it, and it was all through. Um, like uh, religion, that's why they, they they never chose to go. They never chose to go independent through religion, Protestant and Catholic. That's the yeah, two main right. dominant. And for years, that's why the UK will never unite under my idea for UK plus, where we just all just he calls. No, well, by the way, when he calls UK plus, what he means is also Ireland. Ireland, and I'm like, I don't so, think the Irish. No, nah, the, the Irish. I used to like being like. I don't think MD likes being party in. It's like. The Irish don't want to be part of the UK. Scotland don't want to be, well, 51% of Scotland want to be part of, like, <laughs> ah, we're kind of all right. But um, it's, it's it's crazy. Like, in Glasgow, it's especially Glasgow, like, you've heard the old firm, like, Rangers and Celtic, yeah. soccer teams, they just battle over, it's nothing to do with football, it's to do with, uh, like, what side of the uh, religion you you follow. And even though they're, they're, they both ultimately believe the same things, just Protestants are like, ah, we can get married and... We only to fuck like a wee when bit the more. Marines and Navy are talking shit about each other. You're all part of the same nah, you're military. Doing, you're, you're doing the same shit, man. Just, yeah. but are they? Uh, They're not. Which which side are you on, Rangers or Celtic? Uh, I, I can't tell you. Why? Because like the minute I say what side I'm on, oh knife crime, I forgot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm from I'm, I'm from a little town called uh, Airdrie, and they've got a football team, and they're absolutely pish. My daughter still. They're goes, absolutely what? Pish. 
What is that? Like a, We need to learn the pes- slang. Yeah, like teach me some Scottish tipi. slang. Tipi. Like um, pish. We would say pish, like to, to urinate. Uh, so we'd say that's pish. Is that piss? Are you saying piss right now? Piss, but it's with an S and an H. Pish. Oh, pish. Okay. Pish. pish. So you're like, that's fucking pish, man. You're pish. Aye. <laughs> Total pish. Uh, so we, we like, so the other words we like is uh, shite. Shite. To, yeah. to, to shit. We, to shit. Shite, yeah. That's fucking shite. Shite. Life's, like, you, you must have seen Trainspot, haven't you? It's, like, yes. it's, yeah. it's fucking shite being Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one we know. That one uh, we know. Another one I seen Jared Butler try to say one because obviously he's fit early, you know, like he's he's Scottish and lineage, but he's now got a nice American accent and it was a uh, boz. Boz, your boz. B O Z. So we say it with a Z, but it's a W and an S. Boz meaning boz. Boz like balls. Yeah. Your yeah. ball sack. That's what it comes Some from. chick outside was like, Are you taking the piss on me? And I'm like, I, I thought R. Kelly got convicted. What, was, what like, accent you know, was that? Just, what yeah, accent was that? Good just, day again. You know. It's hard for Americans to do a good British accent. It's not I'm very still easy. waiting for my Sean Connery voice. Sean Connery is very good. Could you do a Sean Connery? Please? Can you do it? I want to hear uh, it. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> That's fucking good. <laughs> Hold on. Let me hear your American accent. Say, like, uh, I'm from New York City. Um, So, I'll give you an even better one. All right. Wait, how about. I had this watch up your ass for two years. <laughs> Is that Christopher Walken? It's Christopher Walken, man. Hey, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to It's a little Borat. The only other only other accent I can do, and it, the only reason I, I, I've done it is because you can't understand Scottish, so it's a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and everybody always goes for the. Oh, oh. That's his hero yeah. in life. Okay. Schwarzenegger's my oh, hero. He's, he's an absolute, he's an absolute legend. Isn't he? If you got a picture of him, yeah, oh, that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So my Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you'll be like, ah, it's, it's pish, but it's um, it's. Oh, you got to do it. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yes. You grab the titty. <laughs> <laughs> Is he, is he committing sex crimes in this impression? <laughs> Hashtag well, him too. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, did you ever see the picture of his illegitimate son? Yeah. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah. He's yeah. a spitter. I mean, Jimmy yeah. looks more like his, like him than the Shrivers look like him. Love it. Yeah. Got to <laughs> respect him. Got to respect him. All right, let's talk a little MMA these days. Right. Uh, where do you feel like you fit in at 205? Uh, I still believe there's, there's definitely a space for me at 205. When you look who's in front of me, like we've just had the new crown champion in Jamal Hill, who the only loss in his record is myself. We look at Ankalaev. the guy's arm just to remind people. Yep. Okay. It's, it's and like, partied with him as far as I read. I did. He's an absolute gent- gentleman, man. And as we were signing posters in Rio, he was like, the next time the next time you're sitting here, Paul, we mean you sign these posters. And I'm like, you're right. And then Johnny Walker's like, nah, it's not happening. Mate. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> so um, we were... Shit. I know he's like, yeah, he's like, you fucked that one, Paul. So I've beat him. I beat Ankalaev, same again, only lost in his record. Dude, nobody beats Ankalaev. Dude, he had he has two stoppage wins over them. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, one second left. That's like like in the people, third round, like, right? Third round. People still remember. People still come up to him. It's like, oh, that submission, and that was like a really turning point. Like, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Like, I'm a fighter now, but I still don't actually know what I'm going to do is with my adult life. And uh, that was a point. Like, I am thirty-five. You're thirty-five. You're 35 and, and you time. came in here on a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm Peter Pan. It's time to. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm clutching onto my youth. I'm clutching onto it. I had a hair transplant as well. Man, I'm just oh, trying. Congratulations. Just, it's no bad, isn't it, man? Luke, could, he could. He I didn't even notice. Tips on the backside. I legit didn't notice. I need some myself. See, I'm I didn't know I was bald. I had no idea I was bald until I watched one of my fights back and went, "Was that? Was that? Yeah, man. Was that GSP there?" It was yeah. me. It was proper Would me. You, I mean, your hair looked like pish. Aye, pish. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair looked pish and shite. So, um, 
two guys are beat. You've also got Krylov who are beat. He's in the top ten. You've got um, so that's three of the top ten are beat. The other two guys who beat me in the top ten are Ozdemir and Johnny Walker. So that's five guys that are in front of me who I've fought. The only other people who are there because I, I I don't really want to be shooting back. So you've got long-term injury, probably Prohaska's going to be out for a while, um, Rakic is going to be out for a while as well. So you've got Anthony Smith, um, Glover, who's just out the the rankings at the moment, and Jan Blaschewitz. And these guys are all kind of in the mix for who's next in the title. Because yeah. we've got Blaschewitz and Ankalaev who are wanting to get close to that title. Now the guy's Anthony Smith, that's the... That's the that's the fight we're looking for. Is, is that, that the one you that's want? That's the path to the top for you. Well, that's an interesting in fight. There? That's a good jujitsu clash. I know. Um, I seen him in Brazil. Um, I've got nothing but respect for the guy. Like the guy works his ass off, you know. But I watched him hit pads, and I know he missed weight in Brazil. He just didn't look like a killer. But then he probably he's non fight camp, all that kind of stuff. There's hope, like you can say whatever you want. But that's the fight I wanted. The UFC did hit us up a few weeks ago or maybe last week just after the fight and said how's how's how he needs you? a big name he lost the jamal hill fight that was scheduled because of i know like who's he beat like they did he i think he beat jim crew through dead leg didn't he mm -hmm. he gave yeah. him the mm -hmm. dead leg um and then i don't know who else he's beating that top he took game. a decision over the home invader which i'm very happy very happy about that. i know did you see the yeah. him shit himself on the podcast but like if, if you so he's on the uh bisping podcast and uh the postman posts. Yes, did you and see he, this? He proper Anthony himself. Smith was doing the podcast from an Airbnb he was renting with Bizping, and like the mailman just walked into the house to like deliver a package, and he thought it was like an invader, and he like fucked. Uh, yeah, like, shot he had like PTSD from so, it. So, obviously, so, so do you think you? So I know, but if you went one and zero against the home invader, I think that I think that's a lie. I think the home invader got the better of him. He tried to pull guard. The home invader fucked him up. So you think that was the home invader like John Jones or something like that? <laughs> probably. But um, well, I'm excited to see what John Jones can do. You should do probably it. take some PCP before that fight like the home invader did. And see, see well, hold on. Because so we were talking to Arnold Allen, and he said something that he's 29. So it, it was just something that was kind of stuck with me. He's like, if I don't get the belt, all of this is for waste. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that? I, I've, I've got it in my head that the belt's there. Like, if you'd asked me before I fought in London against uh, Ozdemir, I was a fight away for getting the belt. Yeah. I knew I was. We just came off a, the Ankalaev and Jan Blaschewicz having the opportunity, and then we then had the, the call out for You were unbeaten about seven straight fights. I know, after that. and yeah. it's, it's, it's a sport. The highs are high and the lows are low. It's The thing is this. I would never want to tell a fighter what space mentally they need to be in to get the best out of themselves. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I would caution against is that like getting a title, yes. I mean, it's not, it's the, what's wrong with getting a title as your goal? Nothing. But dude, like between injuries or timing or like a lot of it's just not in your control. You can have a very distinguished career and lots of things just not go the way you that you had intended yeah. or whatever. Well, for a long time, I had been just fighting guys outside the top top fifteen. They were just flinging me names, man, and I was I was fighting everybody. I, yeah. I never ever see if the UFC phoned me up right now and said, "Listen, Paul, you're, you're fighting. We want you to fight this guy." Then I, I'll accept it. I don't. I get into the business for fighting, and I love fighting. There's nothing. There's nothing more exciting than walking out into that crowd. And in Brazil, it was it was hostile as hell. Like they were, they were a 
wild crowd, by the way. Like, there were people hurling abuse at me, even in my way out. Like, man, I just get my ass handed to me, man. I just get my nose broke. A couple of stitches in my eye. Johnny Walker did the warm. He was spreading his legs over his team, man. <laughs> they held like, him the I, I, I know. I was like, I know. And I was like, junk up for him, I was dude. like, I got to tell you, Johnny, congratulations on the win. I'm tired of looking at your cock and balls. Please, <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. So, it's, as I'm walking away, they're still abusing me, man. It's like, they're still throwing shit. They're still, they're still throwing All right, me Paul, some we've shit. got a problem here, okay? Because I, I love your fighting game. I, I thought that was the submission of the year against Kree Love. Um, it was nice. You were you're knocking on title picture entry, but there's something that tends to happen when you get really big wins. You get your ass kicked first. Mm -hmm. Why, Paul? I don't know. I think it's uh, being Scottish. You need to. You, you, it's like Hulk Hogan. He has to build up. <laughs> He's got so he to hold up. Like, <laughs> so if you look before I went on that streak, I ended up with two losses. I had to lose to uh, Jimmy Crew and it was Alonzo Menafield. Then I went on this run. And then I beat Shogun twice, obviously a, a, a Shogun who probably should have retired not long after my fight and then pushed it like another two years. Oh God, he, he just lingered. I'm glad, I'm glad that he's, he's, he's came. But I do believe after the two losses, it, it can only go up. Um, I signed a six fight deal with the UFC, there was title uh, stipulations in it and all this kind of stuff that goes a long way of sure. moving up the rankings. These two fights are just a speed bump, man, I'm getting, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to kick some dick, man. But I mean, is it almost okay? It's a stupid question. Is it almost part of your strategy to let them unload on you and then you trap them into a partly submission? right because they open up when they do that's that. That's part yeah. of the you want to kind of make. You, I have the feeling that you prefer chaos because you have a way to yeah to, see, to get somebody out of that quickly. There's there's chaos and then there's Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is fucking chaos in a bag. You need chaos with a bit of space. Um, but he was right. he, he's so strong and so powerful at that weight and likely but too right I know he's like see that punch that's one of the hardest punches I've ever had I've been knocked out way like flat out in my back but that punch that took Good. that took at least two years off my life dude and the best part well not the rest well, for him the anyway. best part he's like yeah, in terms the best part was it's, the best part I'm saying it means in terms of like what made it dramatic also dude like your hands were wrapped around his leg I know it was a free shot it was a free, it was a it was a slap fight. It was punch, punch right? Because yeah. you know how they have, to, they have to they have to stand there and just take it. I know. Would, would you would you take that? Fuck! What do you, what do you think I'm an idiot? No. I'm <laughs> more, kind of more like would you, would you watch that? What do you? I think enjoy I'm being able to read and then learn <laughs> things. Or like you know. I, I, it's wild the fact that you're allowed to slap them and then they've got like nine seconds. Is it? Ninety seconds 10. to is it ninety seconds to to stand on. back in the square? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like what are you doing, man? This is like like MMA have spent years trying to get. Like their sport legitimized in the in the US and become this exactly this beautiful sport, and then you're pulling this shit. Yeah, like nah, you can get slapped full force in the face, and you get ninety seconds, but it's ninety seconds. Better than ten seconds. Hey, but two thousand if you appear and two thousand if you win. So also, also, the, can, can we stop calling them athletes? I think that's I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think we have to call them athletes. I know anymore. it's wild, but um, if, if we go back to the the whole getting beat up, I think you need to. Uh, especially in this sport you need to allow people to do stuff so we owed him here i had to like lower my hands i had to allow him to come in because he, he was his whole game plan was brilliant by the way like it was don't engage don't get caught in the ground and don't stand in range to get taken down and it worked so well so i had to drop my hands to allow him to actually land some shots so then i could actually do something that's interesting in the same way like krylov like he's a very seasoned guy like he's one of the dark horses in that division like yeah. i think he could be in i think he could be champion in any given night but he's so well-rounded that you need to allow him to make a mistake. And then his mistake was just over-committing with shots. And then that's how you can't caught the triangle. The same way in Kalaev. The guy's an absolute beast. And you look at him as a jiu-jitsu practitioner or a wrestler and a striker. He's so 
tight and compact that you need to. Uh, people need to make mistakes, and that's part of the reason the way my jiu-jitsu works so well because they overcommit because they're like, I'm going to finish this fight. Right. Yeah. I smell blood. Yeah. And then they give them a good one. Dang, that'll turn it. Yeah. Dang. And then they're thinking, what they're thinking about is, I'm getting that message for Dana White saying 50 oh, G's. Yeah. Yeah. My and then DMs like, are going to be so I know, sloppy. And then yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you just catch them. But, um, Who'd have thought it, eh? The guy from Scotland was the, with the jiu-jitsu in the light heavyweight division. It's absolutely wild. But as we go back to the Anthony Smith thing, I think he's got good jiu-jitsu. I just think it means it's slightly better than his. And I believe my stand-up's slightly better than his as well. How long do you think Jamal's going to hold the title for? Cause, and, and, then, and also understand something. When I ask questions like that, it sounds like someone's like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be a long time or not at all. Dude, the reality is most champions who even become champion hold on to that belt for a very short amount of time. I mean, I don't know the stats, but I would guess most don't even make one title. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. It's, yeah, if you take out the outlayers like Demetrius <laughs> or Anderson. See when you look at the light heavyweight division as well. Like, if we, you know, when you're it's thinking about... Like, it's hot potato. It's pretty much like rock, paper, scissors. Like, yeah. what are you going for? Yep. It's, 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 it's Machida today, Forrest Griffin tomorrow. That's what yeah. it's always been yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of John Jones. That's right. You know? John Jones was an absolute phenom in that, in that light heavyweight division. Sure. And now he's just, he's like, I'm going to go with the bigger boys. Uh, and I do believe he's going to he's going to smash it as well. I, he is the GOAT, and you can say like he's got all the shit that goes along with him being a bit of a wild man, going out partying, running over pregnant women, car crashes, all this kind of shit, taking drugs. He's still the GOAT. Yeah. He's still the GOAT. No, he is. Yeah. Uh, for me, anyway. I, I mean, there's, there's some debate about it, but I would agree. So you think he's going to beat Cyril Gaon? I do. Tell me what it looks like. I think Jones beats him everywhere. Striking, wrestling. Really? I, I genuinely believe that. Well... well were you, did you ever think that Francis Ngannou would be able to take Cyril Gunn nope, down? Nope, sure didn't. He, did, actually, he thought that. I'll yeah, give him credit. Yeah, he that thought and that. Woodley Till are going to be on my gravestone of things I just got He right, normally you know, gives really very poor predictions, but there's been a couple times where he's been like, like really you know, on the money. It I guess it's, I guess it's, comes to me. Just I guess it's like if you fling enough balls, one of them's going to have to stick somewhere. No, but you know what's funny? It wasn't that he just picked Francis. He's like, Francis is going to out-wrestle him. And I was like, get out of your fucking yeah. mind. <laughs> there's nobody like you. I sure that's going to happen. But... I believe John Jones is just so creative, and especially see when he starts landing shots, and if he wants to wrestle, I just think he's he's going to do it everywhere. I like Cyril Gann. I think Cyril Gann's an absolute stud sure. in that division, but I just cannot see past Jones. I think what he's a, what too a, special. Francis is gone, but let's say they did fight. Uh, more, who's more dangerous for John, Francis or Cyril? Got to be Francis, right? No, I'd say Cyril. Because of his overall well-roundedness and yeah, distance because, management, yeah, because because he's so light in his feet, he moves like a he moves like a he's a fucking puma. I know it's, it's like in out striking. Definitely, is going to be where this fight's potentially could be won for Cyril But I think when it comes to the wrestling, Jones is just going to manhandle him. Okay, so decide. explain why his wrestling was so poor at the end of his run there at light heavyweight against Smith. It looked okay I, against against. Uh, Against Dominic Reyes, it was not good, and against uh, Mahedda, who bad didn't legs, go well. I, had two, I, had two I, guess, blown knees. I, I guess you need to. What was what was driving him? What, what was his focus? So you think it was a question of whether or not he was like, like look at so him against look, not to lose in a look way. At him, in look at him against DC. Like yeah, when, when he went, he, he had to go after him. Yep, and he got him I, yeah, and the, like there was fire in him. I don't think it was firing him in the last couple of fights at the light heavyweight. I do believe that, and that's why he's like he then questions where he should be in this. Sure. He's like right. I don't really want to do this. I'll maybe go to heavyweight. I'll maybe do this, and we've waited. What, what's it been about two years? He's three. Been, it'll it be three? Well, yeah. He hasn't fought three. since before the pandemic. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I think a guy like that, you need to. He needs to have focus. He needs to have some sort of fire. He needs to have something that is going to make him get up in the morning and worry about what's going to happen to him. And I think Cyril Gann's the guy to do this. Hmm. But if you think about John Jones and his prime, when he's just starting folk and he's producing. 
He's producing some really good moves, like spinning back elbows. The fight against him and uh, Gustafsson, one of the best fights you're yeah. ever going to see. Dude, people don't realize this. I've, I've been covering MMA this long. I distinctly remember when John made his UFC debut. Not because of John. No one knew who John was, or at least you know, almost nobody. It was because he was fighting Andre Guzmao. Guzmao had a very good reputation. The IFL at that time had just folded. Roy Nelson or even Ben Rothwell had fought for their heavyweight title, and they had this weird like snakeskin belt. But the whole thing folded, and the UFC bought a bunch of those contracts. Really, a bunch of those guys ended up coming over. And I remember being like, "Oh, Guzmao's going to make his UFC debut. Okay, this is going to be great. Another player in the UFC light heavyweight division." And then he lost. I'm like, "Who's the fucking guy who beat John him?" Jones. Right? It was John. I didn't know. Didn't know a thing about him. Then Jones fights. Bonner and you, you know is just Spinny throwing shit, this fucking yeah, guy, and, and you're like, who the fuck is I this know. guy? Hungry, experienced, and wrestling, and then just being able to be creative. I think that's what that makes him so good. I, it I'm, sounds like he's one of the fighters. Like you genuinely, I'm, I'm standing there with a John Jones fucking saying that the wrestling. Like, Let's go, John. So who are you, who are the guys you like to watch besides John? So I didn't actually watch MMA. Like it's a funny story. Like my friend actually took me to a uh, class. And I had been calling it UFC chokes for ages. It's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> like people are asking me, like, uh, I was like, I've started going to this class. Oh, what, what is it? What is it you're doing? It's UFC chokes. I had no idea what the hell it was. <laughs> That's the most casual way to describe I that know. ever. And I dude, love are it. you a grandmother? Or what I are know, you? Like, like, and I, this is going back. Like, I've only been doing the sport for eleven years. Um, I was in my early twenties. Had just started doing it. Had started doing jujitsu. UFC chokes, and I didn't learn. A single submission until about two months into it. So I'd been referring to this as UFC chokes. I knew what a Kimura was, and I knew what an armbar was because I'd spent like two months trying to learn these moves. And then just for that, I started learning. It wasn't actually that. It was Brazilian jiu-jitsu I was doing. And then started competing. And uh, up and down the UK, I'm, the weight I was in and the size, I had a massive advantage over people with my limbs. So I started smashing people. I started doing a bit of boxing. Um, and then... That was easy as well. I was like, this is, this is really easy, man. You just got to punch them in the face before they get close to you. That's like, like that's easy. And then from that, I then started doing full MMA. And okay, but what was your background that made this easy? Were you a bar fighter? Zelcho, like, what were you? Zelcho had never been in just a, fight a regular in my life. dude. Had never been in a fight in my life. Um, was good at running away from fights. Like, had taken so many second prizes as a kid. Like, <laughs> like I had never won a fight as a kid. I think I was like thirty and always as, as a teenager. Like. He stands at six feet, three inches tall with a rule losing record. I was that, not winning. That's Joe Martinez, by the way. That's pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a uh, Bruce Buffer. No, no, that was Joe Martinez. It was yeah. good impression. It was a little, it was a little smoother. It was but, a little smoother. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm after. Of maybe that's what I'm going to do myself after I finish fighting. So I kind of fell into this. So I had been teaching for about up to the point of MMA. I was at seven years teaching. I started doing the UFC chokes. Went through doing the UFC chokes. <laughs> to doing. Wait, at this point in your life, is it just a to stay in shape? Is it a hobby? It like, was what just was it? My, my friend had taken me to this class. But like the weirdest thing is. Like for some reason, guys in jiu-jitsu all want to take their t-shirts off and roll about, sweating all over each other, yeah. and it just looked really weird. Like I remember looking at my mate and thinking, "Is this what you're into?" And then they're like, "This is called the north-south," and you're uh, like, uh, "You know, no, no, the triangle's the best." Yeah. What you do is you yeah. wrap the guys, you wrap your legs around the guy's face, and then you pull his face into your dick. Yeah, 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 you yeah right yeah. on in there. So First a couple thing of I do is make harder the better. Harder the better. What you want to do is you want you want to make sure you've got a wee bit of blood in the pencil. You know what I mean? So you can just. <laughs> Whispering is just love oh you, baby. That's what BC does at the movie theater when we share popcorn. That's you know what I'm saying? True. That's true. The old, the old, the old yeah. blood in the pencil trick. <laughs> the old blood in the pencil trick. So I'd like literally had just started competing and then had just been going up and down the country just fighting because I enjoyed it. So and what then, was your day job at this point? How old were you? I was a were teacher. You? I was uh, 20, 
324. That's the best story ever. You're an a, you're an average bloke. You're, yep. You got a decent Never, job. Did you go to university or anything? No. no. You're t- what are you teaching? Uh, I was teaching, so I've been working for an educational charity. So the educational charity we went to school and we would do more stuff along the lines of like, so kids only want to learn maths, English, all this kind of stuff. It was more the soft core skills, like communication, teamwork, team building, all this kind of stuff. Loved my job. It was absolutely brilliant. Had done that for seven years and... Um, one of my friends went, oh, I'm going to this class, and he'd been explaining it to me. I was like, that sounds actually pretty good. Never watched UFC at this point. Had never Damn. even known what it was. And uh, one of the first fighters I had seen was like, in fact, the very first sort of thing I remember was GSP was either injured or he was, for some reason he was in his champ. It was like Carlos Condit versus... Yeah, the interim title. Why did, why did Condit fight for Condit, the interim title? He fought Diaz was, for the interim title. Yeah, why? What were the I, don't, I don't even think it was Diaz. I've seen it was like... I'm sure if it was five rounds, it was super controversial. Condit versus maybe like H- Hendricks. I think Hendricks was like a guy. That's when I started watching yeah. MMA and I was like, ah, right, this is all right. Mm. And so I've never ever been a big MMA fan. Like even now, I'll, I'll put on some of the big fights and then I'll be like, skip, 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 skip. Oh, there's something happened there. And then I'll watch the kind of exchanges. But Dude, this is a crazy story. You have no background. You're an average Doesn't dude. Doesn't watch MMA. You're teaching and you start taking like a UFC choke class and in like me. a handful of years you're a UFC title contender I know like so a lot of people so I got a lot of stick because people are like he's just a jiu-jitsu guy he doesn't understand the sport and I'm still learning the sport like I'm I'm literally still trying to become a better version of like I'm still I still don't know where I fit into the sport with regards to my style like I'm still trying to mix up striking with wrestling people are like I need to work in your striking I'm like I I know I'm fucking. <laughs> do you think I'm getting hearing being like, ah, striking the night? I'm not going to do that. But I'm actually actively trying to improve. Um, and then I just started getting better and then started getting fights. I'd rattled my way through amateur. I think I was like 6 and 0, had never been beaten. And then I think I was like 6 and 0 by the time I got to the UFC. Maybe, I can't remember, like, because it all just kind of blurs into one. But I was unbeaten when I got to the UFC. Had set my goals to get to the UFC just because I was like, ah, this, I think I could do this. Had fought Enrique de Silva, who hadn't been beaten. Um, and it was like a last minute fight they'd offered me in Sacramento. Had just rocked up to Sacramento with shorts, t shirt. Had never. Didn't was know, it first time in California? <laughs> didn't know Sacramento oh, was freezing sorry. cold. Did not know Sacramento was freezing cold. <laughs> or it was pissing down with rain. And uh, I'm rocking up there with like a pair of shorts and like t shirt yeah, ready, yeah. ready to suck. You thought you were going to LA. <laughs> I yeah. did. And I uh, went in and fought and beat him in the second round, pulled guard and uh, subbed him. Because I tried to strike with him and I was like, this is, this, this is fucking pish. I'm just going to pull him and talk to me and then subbed him. We, are, we had an armbar triangle set up. And uh, after that, I was like, Pff. I have so many questions here because you you literally were a regular guy who just mm-hmm. kind of fucked around and found out and it yep. turns out you found out you're good at this. So but to compete at this level and you're known for being having great resistance. You're known for being tough as shit. You're known right. for you can take a beating and still win the fight. I'm are you youngest. finding out and if you didn't if you didn't have a bar fight or street mm-hmm. fight in your life before that, are you finding out in the moment where your ceiling is in terms of that regard because 100% I had no idea how tough I was. I had a bigger brother. So my brother was 40 now. And he used to beat on me, man. He used to kick my ass. Just you two or anybody else? No, it was just him. Like, oh, yeah. so him and his pals used to come round and he used to like glove up and just whoop me, give me the beating of my life. So I became tough for that. That's what I think it was. I used to like jump onto the couch and use my legs to defend myself. Like, like, Dude, I'm, tell- kicks. I'm telling mom. And that's, yeah. I think that's where my jujitsu came from. I like, I genuinely believe that because I was like defending myself for getting absolutely wailed on yeah. with my brother. And uh, that's as close as I got to fight. I mean, 
I had, as a kid, I remember skate, out skateboarding and somebody could run out of a party and punch me and that was the first time I'd ever taken a, a proper punch and it felt like my world was going to collide. Like, the first time you take a punch and you realise, <gasps> oh, that wasn't actually You're like, bad. I didn't die. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought my face would break and blood would, and it wasn't. And then, as you're saying, like, as soon as I'm going into fights, like, it's, it's all new to me. Like, <laughs> like I'm learning. And I'm I'm 35, and I believe I've still got like I thought 35 was going to, going to be my number, and I was bowing out at the sport. There's something that keeps you in this sport. It's hard to just say, well, look at guys like Glover, look at Shogun, yeah. look at Fedor, look at all these guys who are like now coming to the end of their careers because it's hard to walk away from a sport. There's there's just there's something about. So what's fighting. the drug in it for you? At the end of the day, what part of this journey it's, is so addicting that you can't stop? It's the. Uh, I hate the camp. Camp's horrible. You put your body through so much. You take so much time away from your family. See, just for the... It's, and it's only lasts about, let's say, 10, 10 minutes after that fight. See, when you get your hand raised and you know you've beat somebody, you know that guy's gave up. He's given up, like... So you're like, the high only lasts 10 minutes, but it's, it's basically minutes. heroin, so I, I have to stay with it. Yeah. And then you're like... And that's why, I, that's why I can't take drugs, because I know I'm... See, I take one hit of heroin, I'm in. I'm in a hundred percent, man. You're looking <laughs> yeah. at train spotting like I know for a fact anything I'm taking, I'm in, man. You wait, hit up a couple of joints, man. I'm in, but I'm, a, I'm addicted. I'm a, I'm addicted. So as a kid, I never didn't drink as a teen, didn't smoke as a teen, never, never smoked a cigarette in my life because wow. I know, I know a hundred percent. See whatever I'm doing, I'm in. I started doing golf. Oh my Addiction. god, addicted to it. I cannot stop. Like I'm you and Rob Font, you know he's a big golfer. Is he good? Because he's I'm, pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm about six months into my journey, and I've got all the gear. Going to the course with two watches, one with a GPS, one tracking this. Wow! Holy I shit! I know, it's like pretty nerdy, Paul. Like I'm one of these guys that are in a hundred percent. I track absolutely everything. You if should I, know that the guys who do this in America, you <clears> would want a fist fight. Just want to be clear about that. They're, they're the guys you want to whoop. Yeah, they're all yeah. insurance agents who have nah, no, low testosterone. Nah, they're not like you at all. Like you'd be the odd man out at so, an American so golf club. So on Saturday, I was going out to play around the golf, and I wore my golf gear right. And I always say to myself, I was like, I'd never wear golf gear, but I had my trousers on. You have to wear a shirt, oh, like a yeah. polo shirt, like a neck. Oh yeah. I catch a gun to myself in the mirror, and I'm like, oh. I was just so disappointed. <laughs> like I actually, like, I say, I went, huh? <laughs> what have you become? All right, so to close on the transition from teaching to, to fighting, you said you were teaching softcore things. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get onto any more hardcore topics with the other female teachers? What are you, what the fuck kind of question uh, sorry, is that? Sorry, sorry, just, you know. I are mean, you asking if he banged his coworkers? You know, like, I'm trying to tell, like, um, did he stumble into this alpha <laughs> lifestyle? Did this UFC choke class form the alpha in him, or was it always there? I think it's, I think it's you know, your honor, I think it was, you know, it's a state. Do you think it's a lot? So, um, I, the question you want to know is, Paul, were you a shagger your whole life? Yes. Because we have to know as washed old dads, like when we had Uriah Faber on this And spot, we're married as well. And we're like, you know. Are you, are you, you have a significant? No, no, we're not like, married. yo, Uriah, dude, when you like showed up at the WC and you're like the face of oh, the yeah, organization. This, this literally happened. Dude, your, your DMs must have been insane. And he's like, dude, I've never had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm quite a tall guy. Like, I'm, apart from the broken nose that I've got now, I'm like. Doing I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I'm laying some paper. What do you, you say, my man? What do the, what do the <laughs> English think about a Scottish accent? They don't care, do they? The Americans love it, but the Americans love the it. Well, Americans what do the love it. 
Uh, that, it's, it's just another accent to England. Yeah. You think about, you can go 30 minutes in either direction of where we are just now, yeah. and the accent changes. Doesn't matter, right? It's like you've got, like, you think about what you're hearing just now in London in comparison to what you hear for Liverpool or what you hear for Arnold Allen. Like, that's only, there's only a few hours of a difference. I still do a bit of damage in London, don't you worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with regards to, um, with regards to like in America, man, it's like, yeah, you, it's, it's, it's a the, shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a... The, the women there love it. <laughs> it's just exploding but, left and right. I can't... So, you know, I, that, the Scottish accent, I feel like, and also like an Australian accent on a dude. Like, look at, like, I don't think the Hemsworth brothers are struggling for any... Yeah, they're probably, they would probably be fine with, like, a New York accent, but the Australian one puts them over the look, top. This the is top. interesting for me to watch, and I say this with no disrespect, but if we, if you won some type of, like, contest where you had, like, for six weeks you had a stylist, dietitian, like, nutritionist, like, you had the full team, and they could, like, give you a full-on life makeover, mm -hmm. you'd come out looking like Bear Jew. A, a, a shittier version. Like, you'd, yeah. get, you'd get the hair dyed black, you'd trim up the beard a little bit, you'd a get little into bit. a little like, bit. Like, me, you could be, like, my dad. I'm like a, I'm like, I, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? You're a good-looking guy. You know what I'm saying? Have you bit of salt and pepper? Notice he didn't say you could be my wingman. All you need is just get in shape. And <laughs> no, you're a, you're a married man. You know, you've got you've 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 shit to do, man. You've got yeah. grown-up shit to do. i got grown-up shit. I'm rocking a skateboard. I'm disappointed <laughs> you did myself. You did bring a skateboard. Yes. I'm disappointed myself looking in the mirror because I'm wearing golf gear. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm clutching you. I'm Peter Dude, Pan. He's still in the game, and he's, and he's winning. Do you golf... Do you do a full 18 holes every time? How does that uh, work? No, I'll do like, I'll always do 18 at the weekend and then I'll do like a couple of nines during the week. Okay. So I take one of my friends out and uh, he's like, listen, I'm trying to get into golf. Um, and he's like, I'm pish. And I was like, you can't be that bad. And he's like, no, I'm pish. He's pish. Are you <laughs> trying to be like Tiger <laughs> Woods in, in that you're not, uh, not that you could be as good as him, but that you could potentially bang as many porn stars? <laughs> that's the thing, like... I don't respect Tiger Woods for his golfer ability. Yeah. I respect <laughs> I respect him for getting out of that shit. Like getting getting some tail yeah. and uh, still people respect him yeah. when his wife's like, yeah. like still they're, in they're an blaming 80. her. They're blaming the wife like yeah. you fucked him up. That's your fault. Yeah. Tiger's a good guy. T Tiger also <laughs> sitting in Jupiter, Florida in an eighty million dollar mansion right I know. now. Paul's like I watched life. the Tiger documentary. He was the hero of it. I, to be fair, you know he was. He was yeah. I was waiting in the bad guy coming. Yeah. <laughs> Like, who's a bad guy? Oh, it's the wife. The wife's the a bad, bad guy. guy yeah, was, yeah. was chlamydia. It's hot yeah, yeah. How are the Scottish uh, golf clubs? Are they? I know the right. I know the Ryder Cup's a big deal, but it's it's cold. It's wet. Um, Trump's got a, Trump's got a Tombray up there. He comes up. And Did he? Golf. What's the story? Did he? I know he had some dispute with. That's right. It was to do with like um, the place where he was was like a nature reserve. That's he's right. Like, he's That's like, right. Nah, fuck yes. He was man. like, fuck the sea turtles. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm plowing this shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, you... trying to make, I'm trying to make an extra 30 <laughs> yards on the, on, the, on the top nine. Um, but there is golf. I'm, I'm right in saying golf was invented in Scotland. I'm sure it's. I'm listening. I'm, you ever done the Highland Games? Um, I've done sock wrestling. They do sock wrestling. What so is sock wrestling? So it's the. It sounds gay. It sounds, <laughs> sounds That's okay. Gay. That's all right. What you got to do is take, up a, take off another man's sock while you're wrestling. To dominate him. Oh wow! So you're both wearing two socks. Yes, or one you, sock or each. Or is there a third on, one on your? <laughs> yeah, you're naked. Yeah, yeah. and, it's, uh, it's only, it's and so the whole idea is you have to stop him from taking off your socks while, while you're trying to take off his. Yeah. And then you've got like cable toss. Now I'm not. I'm Wait, not. I think you all these weird grappling tournaments you watch, like ADCC and stuff. Shout out to Enzo <laughs> Gracie, former champion, by the way. Yeah, he is. Despite yeah. your takes on people's politics, um, I will say this, Luke. Uh, if they if they made sock game part of that. You'd be in it. What was that? Would you be? You'd be in it. 
Scottish I, is to be, yeah, what I said there is you it. would be into I'd be that. more willing to watch and potentially take part. You know, I can understand those concepts. Dude, the Highland know? Games is actually growing in popularity in the States. It, it's probably bigger in the States than it is in America. They have Highland and Games Scotland? all over the country now. All over. Uh, and that dude, uh, Martin Lisa. Face paint, dude. The face paint. Did you did you end up buying some last no, night? No, we were going to do the gimmick where you were going to paint my face for me. But I'm like, you know, we haven't met. I don't know if that's going to be part uh, of our relationship. You know? Walk me through the the blue is obviously a Scottish color. Yep. Walk so you've seen you've seen um, Braveheart. Okay, well, so I just don't know how realistic any of that shit nah, is. Nah, it's, it's absolute bullshit. Yeah, the guy, but, like, it's, they they came up to Scotland to film it, and um, there was too many midges, like mis like small mosquitoes that just constantly, absolutely devour you, just bite you. So they had to go to Ireland to film it. Um, so he didn't film a lot yet in Scotland. The story itself is not anywhere close to the truth. The battle was actually fought on a bridge. It's called the bridge, uh, the Battle of Stirling Bridge, where they were. Stirling Castle was occupied by the Scottish. England had came up to try and take it off Scotland. Scotland had said, "Listen, we'll let you cross the bridge and then we'll fight on this wee bit of land." What they done was they let so many people cross the bridge, dismantled the bridge, and then slaughtered everybody. Um, not fighting very fairly, so. The story of Braveheart is not even close, but the story of the war paint is brilliant. I had first fight in uh, Sacramento, and I met a guy, I was in doing a jog, and I met a guy, the most intense motherfucker you're ever going to meet, oh, yeah. Mike Perry. Dude, Mike Perry. Oh my God, oh, man, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was training. You with know he's his, 2% black? I, absolutely. <laughs> yes, we've all seen that. Like that video where he's like, back off! And you're like, whoa, <laughs> shit. So he's in, so he's in, the, he's in, the, he's in the, the gym, and he's there with his, at the time it was uh, his girlfriend, the blonde-haired girl. And he was sparring with And I'm on the treadmill watching this guy and I'm thinking, this guy's super intense. And he ain't pulling no punches against this chick. And his coach is watching. So his coach gets arms folded, he's just watching, just enjoying this um, Are battle, they wearing battle. gloves and shit? Aye, the just battle of the sexies. And the men were definitely winning this. So it's a sparring match, <laughs> Mike Perry against a woman wearing gloves. Yes. Oh. Did, you hear, did you hear this? It's battle of the sexes and the men were definitely winning. Like we we, we definitely had the upper hand there. I was like, yeah. I, I, after I gave a clap, like, yeah, done his proud. There was no Billie Jean King moment in this. <laughs> there was, listen, the guy was not pulling punches or kicks. Like she had not done the dishes and uh, the dinner was not on the table and he was kicking. Wow. Okay. Right, so, so I was running, right? Welcome to misogynist combat. <laughs> and this is the last time Paul will be on a podcast. So I go back and I'd never known who this and I'd, I was explaining to my coach at the time. I was like, listen, man, there was a guy in there and he was absolutely going to town his missus. Turns out it was Mike Perry. So Mike Perry then starts speaking to me and he was super intense. He's like, you Scottish? And I was like, aye. And he's like, fucking brave heart. And I was like, aye. And he's like, C5 is you? And I was like, aye. And he's like, I'd fucking do the blue paint, man. And I'd fucking, let's go, Scotland. I looked at my coach and I went, that's a fucking brilliant idea. So we went to... Um, so I it went, never occurred to you, just so I'm clear, until Mike Perry... Mike Perry. Had the, the idea. Mike Perry's the guy behind fucking it. Fucking genius, Mike Perry. Mike also Perry. put his lover as his coach in the corner yeah, to, also, to also, rub also, his hair and build him up. I think that's brilliant. He's, he's the guy. So I'm trying to find blue paint in Sacramento. Uh, couldn't find it anywhere, so we end up in a Mac, like a Mac counter, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. MSE, yeah, yeah. So they paint me up with this. They make, they actually make this proper, like makeup for me. They on the end, paint it on my face. And as I'm walking down, right, I've got my hood up. And as I'm getting to the hotel, Mike Perry's in the canteen. No. like the right, he kicks the. Where's canteen and bar? Like um, like the restaurant we'll say. Yeah. Right. He sees me as I'm walking down. He kicks the fire door open. The alarms are going off. <laughs> like, I'm not just talking, he opens up. Like, he kicks this full force. Boom, and shouts, let's fucking go, Scatling. <laughs> like, I'm talking. 
everybody just turns around and looks at this guy because he was. It wasn't even as if he was sitting at the door. He seen me fair across like the the bar and booted the fire door open. The alarms are going off and everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, cheers, Mike. So this, you got to remember this is my first experience of the yeah, UFC. This is great. So then I do the do the face. Probably page. felt great to have all that African support. You know what I mean? <laughs> Up in my fan base. So I. Um, that's why he's so cool. So I. I do the face, do the uh, weigh-ins, the ceremonial, and then I try and go back and wash the paint off. They'd put oh setting no. stuff on us, man. It was like pure oil in my face. So my beard was like dyed blue. I had like lip eyeshadow and everything. I couldn't get it off. I, I, I literally spent an hour in there washing my face. I ended up looking like um, Arrested Development, you know, when he's, he's the, the blue man. That's what I looked like. I could uh. not get this shit off my face. And I'm like... I'm like, Dude, I will tell you the truth about this. I remember the first time I saw like a weigh-in photo of yours, or maybe I just watched a weigh-in video, and you had the blue face, and I, I was like, or I was like, I was like, oh, Hollywood must have got something right if the Scottish guy actually is. Uh, I had no idea you took art direction from, from Mike Perry. From Mike Do you Perry. keep in touch with him too? Uh, we'll, we'll drop each other a message. I remember I'd messaged him something that was like, it was something along the lines of like, uh, it was like during lockdown, it was like tag somebody in a, a knockout post. And I was like, Mike, tag me in a, I was like, I tagged him and said like, like you've to um, tag somebody else in a knockout phone. And he went, nah, fuck off. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, during lockdown, everybody was tagging like, show me your knockout picture. And he's like, nah, fuck off, man, I ain't doing that. Got to respect that. <laughs> who else are you friendly with in UFC? Um, Outside of your weight class, obviously. Uh, Michael Bisping, I like Michael Bisping. Yeah. We've got a lot of time for him. Um... I kind of keep myself to myself. Tom Aspinall, I like. Um, well, who have I been out for a beer? Uh, Bruce Buffer. He huh. was cool to have a beer. Yeah. With. He's a gentleman, man. He's like, um, we were in like we were in Australia, and he just kicks in when it's actual, because he'll talk normal to you, and he'll be like, yeah, how, how's it going, pal? <laughs> and somebody had insulted him by saying, oh, I heard you were practicing in your room. And he was like, I never practice. And she went, no, no, I definitely heard you were practicing. And he was like, I never practice. And then he went, it just comes from here. And he just goes, hiding! I shit you not, man. The hair's in the back of my neck stood up. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, how, how do you know you can do that? Like, how do you know you can just pull that shit out of your ass and you can just drop that kind of fucking spine tingling stuff? I think stuff? it yeah. gets you laid too. Um, I don't think it does. But yeah. I, with regards to fighters, I, I, I don't really have loads of contact with him. Like, yeah, he's not into the fighting. He doesn't watch fights. Know, he's just like living he's, his life. He's just golfing. Everybody was like, everybody was like, um, how cool was it to stand across the cage for Shogun? I was like, I had no idea who he was. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'd never seen Pride. I'd never seen like whatever oh, he came to. I just know him as a, a guy. I'm like, I that was kind of cool. That old know? guy, Mauricio. Uh, yeah, yeah. All uh, right. So uh, this is this is. I mean, this is eye opening in many ways. Okay. All right. So I mean, when it was the best thing people ask me about the sport, like, oh, where were you when you seen this fight? And I was like, can't remember it. Yeah, at the grocery store. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, did, was, it, was it a big fight? Was it a good one? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do remember fights. Like, I remember one of the most disappointing things I've ever been, and I know it's like an amazing thing. I remember all this hype with Conor McGregor. Like, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch one of his fights. It was the first time I'd ever stayed up and watched a fight live, and it was against Jose Aldo. And I thought, like, that's a big thing. I'm going to watch this. And then he fucking knocks him out in two seconds. And I was like, the fuck's this? Like, the what? what? The fight's over. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? He doesn't I'm, get ninety seconds. This isn't. I've got a buzz. I'm, I'm buzzed, and now I've got to go to bed because you fucked up, McGregor. But I've, I've never ever, just never ever had the, 
Like, see, watching fights, it's just boring me. All right, I get into, sometimes, I get criticized for this by my co-host, the Instagram lives of fighters, and then inevitably they cross paths, they become power couples, you know what I mean? And we are ranking our power couples, and Luke's like, I don't want to talk about this yet He likes all. to be horny, I don't. I don't think it's horny, I think it's just job, there's a reality is. TV side of covering this as well, Luke, that you can embrace. If there's a horny jail, you'd be in it. If you're a single man, Paul Craig, and you, you, know, you have success out there, would you consider... Dating a popular fighter. Oh, 100%. Oh, oh shit. This is, should we save this for Patreon? Can I leave? On OnlyPipes after the... Uh, on OnlyPipes, yes. Uh, Only so you, you would welcome the kind of attention that comes with 100%. That. Who okay. are we talking? Are we talking Mackenzie Dale? I'm asking you who we're talking. That's really where it is. Yeah. We're talking, talking Mackenzie Dale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who we're talking. You think Luke, the Scottish accent would be beneficial for you? I think the Brazilians would love a wee bit of the Scots. It, I think that's so. That's why there's so many Scottish names out there. So Burns. Luke, we can play matchmaker. And there, right? I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm a grown man. I am not a, I'm not an internet dating site. The thing is, I don't mind the conversation, but when we broadcast it, yeah. you know, there's only bad ways. I mean, there's, there, there, yeah. let's be honest, there is some beautiful women in MMA at the moment. I mean, for a long time, there was some Let's uggles, be honest, Luke. But there's some beautiful women. I will take your word for it. <laughs> does, does, does your partner watch this? My wife? Yes. Uh, no. It's not that. It's not that I would... Because somebody will clip it and that will just be what they yeah, post. Yeah, no, no, no. Because people have tried that and it doesn't really work because my wife will do her due deal. It's not even about that. It's just... He loves... He just loves being horny towards female fighters. I don't fighters. think that's true. I, don't, I, I just I, feel like it's I a little creepy. I respect the no, history like, of the like, we've, women's we've got, strawweight division. We've got, we've got. Yeah, I mean, I respect the history of it, you know? <laughs> That's it. That's it at the I end of the day. Is that what it is? The history so of the... My, my, my friend did tell me you're the CEO of P.F. Chang's. Holy oh fucking shit. Oh, my God. Shit. Is this really yeah. happening right now? What the wow. fuck is... Wow. So as well as being horny, you're the CEO of That's That's uh. what they tell me. Yeah, that's what they tell me. But just regular. I guess Ariel's the wartime one, but I don't even know what that means either. You don't know what that means. Take it away, BC. There's this a is large the, uh, this is the house you've built. of yep. the morning combat fan base who aggressively dislike our former colleague Brendan Schaub. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's brilliant. Let's be honest. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It, it's some of it is very creative. I, you know. So you do know who Brian is? No, I've just met him. Because <laughs> 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 when we were talking before, like you had to do a little due diligence. You didn't know who he was, but I guess you do. Huh? Uh, he gets me. That, he that is an asshole, isn't he? He's an. Uh, no, I, I, I quite like it. I quite like it. Thank him, you very much. I, like I think it. he yes, recognizes. Well. Ultimately, I told you the combination of what makes me. He knows I, I could fit in on. He's a. He's a. He's a. Honey man who ticks all my boxes uh, i mean i'm not coming on to you yeah yeah i wouldn't uh, you know so are you super gay he might be it's okay though <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not looking to get triangle have you ever had um, you, you, know? you ever had a couple too many whiskeys and see where it land, uh, land are you uh what's the guy's name from uh, white lotus oh, armand yeah. have you seen have you seen white lotus no oh does okay. he get him drunk and then fucking it gets pretty close yeah, yeah. Kicks pretty close kicks, kicks some back doors in yeah no well, but it gets you know you should see it. Yeah. You should see it. it I don't want to spoil it. Salad for that got flipped upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we talks. You mentioned something that I want to go back to here very quickly, which is you have no idea what you want to do when fighting's over. You don't have any idea. No. No clubhouse leader. Like, uh, like, like a, no, okay, I'll could be this gym, way. Yeah, I'll own a, a gym teacher, thing. I'll see, be... the, the whole thing about the gym is those who can't do teaching it, and I just I, I don't like people enough. See when it comes to like guys in the gym who he's checking all your boxes now. Luke. Ah, yeah. yes. All of a sudden, now you become much my favorite fighter. <laughs> this could be uh, this could be a good night. Yeah, couple whiskeys. Yeah, 
We could just end up banging. Be great. <laughs> right, Paul's be like, awesome. I got some eyes. I don't know if you know, guys, but the invite I got was like, you're going up to the, you're going up to a suite, and uh, there's a bed in there. It's definitely yep. big there is enough. a bed. Um, We're talking about slappers over here, just a different kind, different kind. You know? Did you see the nice uh, elevated bathtub in there as well? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. So they had an idea where you and I would sit in the bathtub to do this interview, and Luke we would can call this pace off. back and forth angrily at like where what the show has become. I, I like the come. Here's, here's element, a question: Do I go at the back or do you go at the? F- <laughs> All right, <laughs> the back. okay. Um, I'm just, not, listen, I'm just testing. I'm just testing. Paul, the what is no, your what is your Paul, relationship? Thing. It's it, not that we necessarily mind it. We just don't want. To, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't want to get fired. That's it. <laughs> Paul, uh, what is your relationship with MMA media these days in general? We love chatting with you here. It's great, but like, do you, is it? Do you think it's bullshit? Do you use it as a weapon sometimes to get certain ideas <sighs> across? Like, See, I've never ever, I've never ever been a guy that goes out there and being like, oh, I'm going to beat this guy. I, I never ever use it because I just, I think it's bullshit, man. I think like there's so many. There's so many podcasts out there. There's so many media companies out there that are just fucking bullshit, man. And uh, like all of so our competition, he's talking about mm-hmm. pretty much, bullshit. man. Like let's let's be honest. Um, there's people in the sport or in the media that are fucking just trying to make a buck for for the guys, and they'll they'll give them the platform with the intent of like, oh, I'm going to get some views, yeah. and it's, uh, it's it's bullshit, man. So, well, that is the so that is the business. I don't, business, I don't, though, I don't do a game. lot. I understand that as well, and I don't do a lot of media, and that's why. I started working with a new management team and they're like, man, you've got to up your fucking, you've got to up your like social media, you've got to do more of this. Who manages you? Uh, Paradigm. So I'm like, I'm like, right, I know I need to do it, but I just can't be fucked to do it. That's the, the bottom line. Is you got to be you. I know, like, I can't be bothered. I just can't be bothered with people telling me how you, what, you're, what you're doing wrong is uh, you should be slipping that jab and coming across with a cross and like, go oh, fuck yourself, man. Like, I'm the fighter. You're the guy that's sitting in the- You're the keyboard warrior, I, mother effer. And then, like, there's times where, like, I remember after the Ankalaev fight, um, I had I took loads of abuse for Russians, and I remember getting into an argument with a Russian using Google Translate. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I'd done this for, honestly, about three days. And then just kept, he kept messing me, and I kept messing him, and I was in. Was his name Ramzan, by any chance? No, no idea what his name was. I could probably find it. So, after the fight, I then was like, Scrolling through my social media because I just beat him, and you know, it just filled up with loads of shiny messages. I'm like, no, I'm finding this guy. That's the guy I went. That's the guy I'm finding. I'm fucking finding him, so I can message him back. Google Translate fucking sent it over to him, and he blocked me, bastard. <laughs> I spent honestly, I spent. I'm not a word of a lie. I had just won my fight, had my ten minutes of glory, and then for the next forty five minutes, I was like, fucker, motherfucker, I'm going to find you. I'm going to. Oh, I was up here, and uh, the guy had blocked me. I was like, fucking bastard. So I never got my. Mind result to abuse this guy. He didn't get the big payoff, Luke, because that guy was one of you. Just block, block, mm-hmm. block. Do you do the old blocking? I used to do it more. I do it less now. But I, I made this point a couple times. Like, the basic idea for me is that like there's a real question about like people think that if you block, you don't want feedback or criticism. And the reality is, you could block almost everyone, and you're still going to get it. How we're the first time in human history where you can hear tons yeah. of different voices all at once. And the question is, how much of that do you have to get before it becomes productive to unproductive? Yeah. And that's going to be different for everyone. But the idea that I have to give audience to all of them yep. seems obviously fucking insane. Yeah, Luke has this it's motto in life that goes like this. Suck my fucking dick. Yes. Wicka, wicka, yes. Wicka. All Suck of you my... can blow me and I'll be. I'll let you know. I mean, I, I curate my feed. I don't know why people people make curation out to be weakness. weakness. And I'm like, dude, why... Why don't you want to have, I want to have better information coming yep. at me. I want 
feedback that I can trust. I want, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to give oxygen to both noise mm-hmm. uh, as well as something that's otherwise unproductive. And you follow a lot of BBLs on Instagram, so you're taking in exactly. No, it's not on Instagram. Not on Instagram. What's wow. a BBL? A big booty Latina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that is that is that your is that your? That's uh, my weakness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Instagram feeds, just nothing. Not not ass. so much that. I just mean in real life. Uh, <laughs> that's yes. my weakness. Are you the guy that's constantly walking about like just creeping? Like, uh, like, no, I'm, I'm I'm slick now, but um, your game. So my I, wife I, is also lat- Latina as well. So you know, I married. That, her. that, that could have been that could disastrous for you. It worked out well. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I, I, see, with regards to the the, the fans, <laughs> I totally get me. But seeing the same breath. You, as a sports fan, you get to, you pay to watch these sports, you buy the t-shirts, all that kind of shit. In some aspects, I believe that people have the right to not fucking abuse you, but have their... Oh, yes. Because if, for me, it would be soccer, if somebody misses a penalty, and it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to go to social media and be like, me personally, no, but... But dude, like fighters, so I've, I've said this before, like... Uh, Kayla Harrison one time told me something. This was early in her career, early pro career. She obviously left judo and went into MMA. And she said, uh, I have a Google alert so that anytime my name is mentioned at the end of the day, oh, Google that, scours it and then sends me an email. And I look at it and I'm like, why the fuck would I you don't... do that? So to your point, it's one thing to say you should have a right to say something, 100%. The question is what you decide to open your door to and invite yeah. inside. Some discretion about that, I feel like, is actually better for you than it is to do the opposite. So that's my view. He seems to think it's something different, but he's also got a fraction of the followers that I have, so it doesn't deal oh. with the same. He's trying to do that. Patting home runs over here. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of <laughs> speak, mere numbers. Speak, speaking of only pipes, you know, it's become a, a phenomenon in the female MMA game to sign up for some of these weird, you know, personal what I call it weird, this is my opinion, websites where you connect that with your fans on a much deeper and financially a positive Is that not what we're doing later? With the, I don't know. That, that's, really, that's the setup Patreon's getting there. That's, for my getting only, the... that's for my only Pipes channel. But my, but uh, you know, you don't want to do something like that, right? You don't want to show your ass. No, uh, man, I still got to do social media. Yeah. Never mind having to show people my, my piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe, maybe, who knows? When I finish fighting, maybe I could just become a... Exactly. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, aye, aye, maybe, <laughs> show maybe, my piece, maybe yeah. the call of porn is coming to me. Hey, peace sells, right? But who's buying at the uh, end of the day? You? you? I've seen, I seen <laughs> like, uh, OnlyFans is doing, like, weird... There's guys who are doing that? Yeah, but it's I'm, not... They're not doing anything other than normal... Look they're at doing, my, like, look at the training. inside of their training. Yeah, it's training I guess camp. OnlyFans is trying to get away from this sort of CD, like, yeah. just people... Yeah. Showing some cooch, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I understand why guys would do it, but I'm just no, I'm just, I'm just not interested in having people in my life. In terms of like what you like, um, what do you recreationally want to buy? In other words, like how much money is important to you? Like all I do is buy 1970s rock and roll records. Oh, I'm just I'm which are which are band? Um, I got many, but you know I love like Traffic and uh, and uh, Blind Faith and. Cream and you know the birds and just Jimi Hendrix experience, basically cool shit. You know, yeah, uh, cool guy. Do you play about the guitar yourself? I play four chords, but I, I try to stop there. That's all you need, man. You yeah. need four chords and just sing. Yeah, I sing four a lot. Four chords and a little family. distortion on the guitar. You're in business. Yeah, man. then my family like an acoustic man, definitely. Yeah, I'm an acoustic man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I play a uh, Fender oh. uh, F150 resonator with you know it's got that bluegrass feel too, and you can oh. pick on it a little bit. So you. I had um, I, I bought myself. That was I, I never ever buy anything. Like I'm not interested. Like. I like trainers, and I think it comes from a place of being a kid, not having the best trainers. So as an adult, 
I've got some disposable income. I'm like, I'm going to buy trainers. So like trainers or sneakers? I'm trying to get the full angle here. Sneakers. Um, so I like Jordans. That's where I'll spend my money. Uh, because Tom Aspinall won the first time in London, I bought a pair of Travis Scott Jordans and they're like, I love them to death, man. They're yeah. so like, I just like how they're, they look different. But Are you anal about the maintenance of these? Um, no, I think they should be worn. Okay. Yeah. I think they should be worn. The people who like buy Jordans, like, and I'm not talking like collector's item Jordans, but like regular ass Jordans. And then just store them. And, and then just like, store them. It's like, dude, just fucking These, will, these will be worth at least an extra 10 yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah. But um, I bought a, so one of the things I bought was, have you seen the electroacoustic fenders? And it's like, um, it's, a, it's a thin body, but it's an yes. actual acoustic. I got one of them. Oh, shit. Uh, that must sound good. It's, it's, it's beautiful, man. What it's kind of music do you Yeah, like? what kind of music are you into? I love music. Music's like, um, I like quite a lot of indie music, but see, as I got older, it's hard to sing indie music. Um, no, wait, indie music, you indie said. Indie music. So, oh, yeah, like indie rock. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, do you have any like favourite bands? So my favourite band are Scottish. They're uh, Biffy Clyro. Uh, you should check them out. Well, say that slower. Biffy Clyro. Buffy and Clyde. Biffy. So B-I-F-F-Y. Okay. Biffy. Biffy. So um, they're, a, they're a massive band in the UK. Um, they're my guys. And as a, as a kid, I'm talking like I was like 14, 15 when I started listening to this band. And now as an adult, the drummer like drops me a message and is like, oh, you, you fancy a game of golf? That's fucking cool, man. Like, That's cool as like, shit, uh, Like having... Like having actual conversations with these guys who I grew up listening yes. to and think they're absolutely yeah, that's a, that's a legends and I um my band right now, oh what we what we've been listening to. A guy called Ziggy Alberts, I'm sure his name is. I'm sure he's a Ziggy a, Alberts. Yeah, I'm sure he's Australian. Um and he's, he's just he sounds like there's another artist who I listen to now, Ben Howard, but I go through a different but he's pretty much just a guitar, him and he sings. And and nice. I like that as kinda a singer songwriter rather than distortion, all that kind of stuff. And I like that because I can sing along to it so I can get the guitar out, blast out a couple of chords and not when the family's in because when the, the family's in there, like last night, my daughter was up reading her book and she's like, Dad, can you stop playing the guitar? <laughs> like, okay, I'll put it back. What, what, what's your walkout song? Um, so the last one was uh, Knuckles. It's a Scottish band again. It's Snuts. All the bands I've used have been Scottish bands. So nice. it was the Snuts, Knuckles. Before that, it was uh, a band called uh, We Were Promised Jetpacks. We Were Promised Jetpacks? Yep. They, That's a cool name. They were in the, the, Hall Pass. The song's in Hall Pass. Um, it's like quite a rocky, yeah. absolutely beautiful song. Biffy Claro have walked out to a band called Daikinis. So very, very Scottish bands I like. For some and reason. then you're in a spot where you can befriend them, and that's the coolest thing ever, man. So, do jiu-jitsu, or I did do jiu-jitsu with one of the bands, uh, the Daikinis, which is kind of cool, man. Like, as I say, I get like I don't get starstruck when I meet fighters like Shogun Hua, yeah. that kind of stuff. But I like I, I still get kind of like, oh my god. I think I told you this, but the only Scottish band that I really know is Run Rig, right? And it's like uh, everybody sings at the end. Of yeah. that. We sing that at the end of parties. The Run Rig song? Aye. You know what I'm talking about? And then everybody just fucking writes it after it. Um, There's bands like Bell and Sebastian who are are, are brilliant, man, to make some beautiful music. How many of the bands in Scotland still sing in, what do you call it, native Scottish? So, like, you can hear, you can hear, you can hear, uh, so Gaelic's kind of, it's not a dead language when you you, you ask uh, about Wales, they still speak Welsh, um, but in Scotland it was outlawed. Um, when they were trying to like fucking Brits, fucking English man. They so if you've got your own language, then you can speak in code. So they outlawed it. So it's only a very few places that schools that still teach kids um, Gaelic. So I had like 
I was like, I'd love to learn Gaelic. And it's like, so the word is, uh, I'm sure it's like kato, and it's like, it means, sounds like a cat, it means dog. And then it's like, big is small, and it's like, it's just fucked, fucked up. Like, those dudes in Runrig, they have a couple songs that are in Gaelic. There's there's a band. The first time I heard the songs, I'm like, yo, what? I didn't know they were singing in Gaelic because half of it was in English, and the middle third is like in Gaelic, mm -hmm. and then the last half is in English, and in the middle half it's a slow part. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this fucking guy saying? <laughs> so you're a Runrig fan, right? I, thought, uh, I, I got, I've got like seven or eight other tracks that I I've think I've of, made a Runrig fan before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's not the kind of music I ordinarily listen to at all. So what, what is your band? What's your guy? Dude, I, I, motherfuckers. Cannibal Corpse, baby. Cannibal yeah, Corpse loves, and Dying Fetus. Like my two Pantera is a big favorite. Weird band. fatality metal. And but like I'm into I'm into like death metal, and then on the yeah. rap side, like Dying Big Daru, eh? Huh? Dying Big Daru. I'm going yeah. to see Pantera in September. You well, know, he's dead. You know, Matt, I, I was going to see. It was like you're yeah. not going to see. He's you, dead. But you know, yeah. Matt Brown was in the crowd when Dimebag Daryl got shot at that concert. Was he? Are you yeah. aware of that? It was a Damage Plan concert. Matt Brown watched it. He was in the fucking audience for that. Holy fuck, man! That's that's. You ever heard him tell that story? No. Go on YouTube. There's a video of him telling about it. Like it's fucking Yo, madness. Do you follow him? He plays uh, he metal play riffs on his Instagram page. Is he a metal guy then? Uh, so the he's a he's a metal guy, but he's also like a rock and roll yeah, guy. Yeah, hard rock. Yeah. See, so yeah, the the band I got. The reason I played start, started playing guitar was because he cut Kermit, man. Like I heard that guy play the guitar from a town. From a like, yeah. He's all right. This guy's this guy's fucking good. You ever um, heard this song? It's a badass metal song called "Face the Pain" by Stem. Yeah, get get fucked. I've, I've heard you? it. Yeah, Do you like this? Like, fuck no, I don't like that song. <laughs> like, I, see when I hear that, I just no. think I just think how <laughs> guys rotting capo and fucking. No, no, no. Death metal is very different from new metal. So there's a band. Is it a? Uh, I seen them. They were supporting a band, and it was I'm sure it was death metal. It's getting punched in the head for a living. Was this in Brazil? No, it was um, it was in the UK. Um, what the fuck was the band called? But I, I, I do know death metal, like Rammstein and that. No? No, that's not quite the same thing either. Are you any Power Man 5000 and that like fucking little body That's new metal, that's not death metal. Death nah. metal is... Murder Dolls? Who? Murder Dolls? Mother Dogs? Murder? Mortar Dogs? No, I, they might be, I don't know. Shit dogs, yeah. No. I, don't know. Dogs. I don't know. I don't know. They might be. But like, you know, Cannibal Corpse is the famous one, but there's a million of them. Um, uh, but the, those are my, I just saw them in concert in uh, for the second time, and that was, fuck, man. It was mutants that in that audience. That very dark. I mean, they were fucking evil. mutants in that audience. I mean, oh, garbage pale kids. Let's just be honest about that. <laughs> yeah. In that audience. Garbage pale kids. Uh, well, I got to tell you, Paul, it's been great to have you up here. It's been a pleasure. Paul, you could be a star if you cared more about social media. I'm not saying you should because it, it, you know, makes you, it makes you stupid inside. But I uh, just want to point out, you and Arnold Allen had your pants cuffed. Is that a UK thing? It's a UK thing. It's, it gets wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want your trousers yeah. to get dirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I know I've got opportunities when I when I leave the sport, but I don't think it's going to be in the world of fighting. I don't. I can't see myself coaching. I don't like people enough. You could just get into acting if you want. You tend to fuck around and fall into things. I know. Yeah. that. That's pretty much it. Like, who knows? You'll figure it out when who you're ready that? to figure it out. Uh, when do you think you might fight next? Well, as I said, the UFC had get in touch saying when was when we Paul be ready, and it was they were the nose is a little crooked. I kind of you're gonna just leave it that way. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I left mine. Dude, I talked to uh, we talked to Sean Brady too. He had to get something fixed on the inside so he could breathe, but the doctor was like, just just fucking leave it until you're done. I know, like I could I could get it fixed, but then you're just running the risk. They're gonna break it. Like again, I can yeah. just kind of hope somebody punches me for this side, square that up, yeah. man. And I'm like, <laughs> 
Take a left hook next. I like, yeah. like I'll just keep the right hand down, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I so it's well, they had, there was there was rumblings in March of twenty fifth. Okay, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, okay, I would take it. So maybe second quarter of the year. Man, I, I'm ready. I'm re I love training. Like I don't when I say I hate fight camps. Fight camps are hard, but I enjoy training. I enjoy going into the gym. I enjoy being around like-minded guys. Like everybody has the same ethos. Like right, we're getting ready. So if the UFC hit me up as soon as as soon as they want, man, I'm I'm ready. I just enjoy fighting. I well, enjoy everything about it. Your joy, uh, it shows up. We can see it. We can t we can detect it, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you here. It was great to to sit down with you. Thank you for making hey, time. By the way, stranger. by the way, thank you, thank you for coming. All no, it's yeah, it's an incredible amount of travel he undertook to come here. So we don't take that for granted. We really appreciate it. No, it's and, an absolute uh, pleasure. Uh, if you're in New York, we have a studio there. Come see us there. Yeah, man, I will. I'll be over there next week. You'll be like this fucking Scottish fucker. <laughs> Shouldn't have invited them. He's in, he's in my house. He just stole my wife off me. There he is. The <laughs> great With longer the hair. Could he be Gerald Mearshart? Or is that an insult? Nah. Who's up? He's a middleweight. Hamzat knocked him out. Uh, but he's, he's a good fighter. Uh, I'm trying to think. Isn't oh, I know who you're talking about. No. no, no. Who's no. there? There is, a, there is a guy people say I look like. Um, can't remember. Just I'm telling you, man. I've got I was waiting for you to dunk and be like James Bond. Yeah, I thought you'd be like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, exactly. yeah or some shit yeah, like that, yeah, but you didn't do it. Yeah. All right. But he is a Scottish fuck, ladies and gentlemen. It's Paul, Paul Craig. Paul Craig. Paul Craig. Craig. There he is. The Bear Jew. <laughs>